See me rolling too far, I'ma get it on my own, man. Had to move away to get me closer to the ocean. Seashell, had to get it myself. At the house since a young and I've been paying my bills. For the longest, I don't need you. All you niggas see through. Round up, motherfuckers, I can wait through. Too much money to be making, need it wide. Work for myself like all you niggas aren't Look at you, probably can Google me, eh? Dr. Guap, what did you do to me, eh? Wake up, like, what are you doing today? I'ma get first to economy, eh? I'ma go back to hiatus. If these juice won't play this, might die, might die. RP to my bay. Sports Report. My name is Jeff Woodworth, joined with Matteo Poverari, or joined by Matteo Poverari. Matteo, how are you doing? I am dry, surprisingly. It's pouring here. Yeah, dude, it's been, it's, the rain is nice because, you know, we need it with everything that's going on, but yeah. it just, it also sucks to drive in, and it just, you know, it's one of those days where it was a perfect excuse to just sit around and do nothing and watch football. Mm-hmm. Just so. like any other football Sunday. Any other, <laughs> well, Saturdays too, now that oh, we're yeah. in the postseason, you know, so. Uh, Flan is out sick for the day. Well, he called in sick because he's starting his new job in the real world. Congrats, and Flan. He's got to prepare for some stuff. So, yes, good on Flan. Good on you. Um, and we will carry on without him. We shifted up the way of the show uh, today, so hope you like that too. Uh, let's first start with the word of the day. Word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means just joked with Mateo that we said we were going to shift up the order and we went right to word of the day like we normally do. That's a staple. That won't get touched because we want to educate in the beginning. Uh, we're actually going to do an actual word here. We're not doing, we were doing Urban Dictionary word of the day and the phrase just because, you know, Flan asked for it, but Urban Dictionary hasn't updated their stuff since Love Tumor. So, Jeez. yeah, uh, that was January 2nd. Today is January 6th. You're probably listening to this on January 7th, but January 6th, the word of the day is palladium. Anything believed to provide protection or safety is safeguard. Palladium. P-A-L-L-A-D-I-U-M. Home field advantage was not a palladium <laughs> today. As we transition to this. Mateo? What the fuck just happened during this football weekend in the playoffs? Which game do you want to start with first? Jeez, what was... Let's start with the most boring one. The most boring one? What do you think was the most boring one? I missed it, so I'm just going to go Colts-Houston by, ah! by me watching the okay. game, b- watching would, the box score at work. I would like to throw out there that uh, completely unrelated from Lytle's Locks where we picked the spreads and, and over-unders and whatnot, I just picked that game straight up with Flan, and I picked it correctly. And I just want to pat myself on the back and say thank you. I'm so mad I bet pick. with somebody at work for the Colts. And then I went back, and I, last night I listened to the uh, Sunday to see what I took, and I took the Texans. Oh. So that's why I won't be on the Wednesday show making picks with you. Okay, well, not, at least not this year. Um, but, yeah, so that was an interesting game. I 
I told Flan, and Flan and I, we agreed pretty much that it, we could see it going either way, that either the Texans mm-hmm. were going to run away with it or the Colts were going to run away with it. And it turned out to be uh, Andrew Luck so and the Colts. Uh, 222 yards passing, two touchdowns, an interception. What, I, what struck me the most when I was watching this game was in the first half how Marlon Mack just ran all over that defense. And is it safe to say that the Texans' defense is a little overrated because we get distracted by names like J.J. Watt, Jadavion Clowney, and Tyron Matthew. Granted, that's a player at every level of the defense, mm-hmm. but the way where Clowney and Watt play, I feel like their defense might be a little overrated. I mean, it seems like in the secondary it is. They got shredded by Philly a couple weeks ago, too, yeah. and the O-line was just pushing around. Um, T.Y. Hilton, 85 yards receiving. Dontrell Inman, Yeah, that's T.Y.'s house. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton owns, owns uh, Houston. And it's not like Deshaun Watson played bad either. You know, he had 235 yards passing. Um, you mentioned, you know, just just there, uh, what what about his gestures, his first down gestures? I I didn't think anything of him. I mean, you were losing, so you mm-hmm. look kind of stupid. But um, other than that, yeah, I think it was it was a rather boring playoff game, uh, especially just watching the Colts just run all over him and then the Texans' uh, offense going out there and being unable to string anything together. Yeah, it seemed like the Colts just jumped out to the lead really quick. And then it just stopped. Is Everything Bill O'Brien going to have a job next year? I don't think he should. Ooh. I, I really don't. Ooh. Okay. Right? Hot do you, takes. What, what do you think? I, don't, I mean, you know, it's like he's the only one in the Belichick coaching tree that's really done anything. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like now you are one in three in your last, I believe, uh, four playoff um, or no, three playoff visits. You know what I'm saying? Like the joke, the joke was that I heard earlier in the week was that the Texans were were born for that you know Saturday one o'clock mm-hmm. in the afternoon they on become, ESPN. Yeah, they're like last year's Jacksonville yeah, team. Yeah, and it's just like okay, we knew what we were gonna get. And honestly, I just thought you know that was a little bit of an overrated um, Houston team. You know, they were they were good and their defense is good, but I think their defense is also overrated. But yeah, that doesn't and, mean and that it can't be good. And you said last week too. I mean, we were talking about Indy, and you pointed out that division's pretty weak. And so that's a team that's Both just taken advantage. Both schedules. Yeah, and they've taken advantage of it. And Indy's defense, I guess, is for real, for real, because they were able to shut down, like somewhat shut down Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's going to be an interesting game next week against the Chiefs. Of course, we'll break that down next show. And then Mateo will be here next w- Sunday to break down the reaction mm-hmm. to that game. Um, all right, so next game that you want to cover. We already took care of Indianapolis-Houston. What is next for you? Uh, let's move to the Cowboys-Seahawks. Okay, so we are just going to move in order. Yeah, we're going right through oh, the Seahawks. We're going to go right in order. Okay, so this game, i got to be completely honest. Hands up uh, to all the Cowboy fans out there because uh, I am somewhat of a Cowboy hater. I was wrong, okay? So you went out there. Your defense was able to uh, siphon – or siphon uh, – <laughs> Uh, well, what's the word stifle, of the day? Stifle. No, no, no. It was a palladium. Palladium. So Jerry Jones and the ATT. This was the only home team to win actually in the uh, in this weekend. So good for the Cowboys. You protected your house. But now, bad news. You have to go to LA and play the Rams. I'm not gonna trash talk the Cowboys right now. They have their moment to shine. They played well. Uh, Zeke ran all over uh, Seattle. I the defense is what stuck out to me. Russell Wilson, 233 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but they shut down the Seahawks running game, which is like we and I, I joked with um with Flan, you know, that this was this was the Spider Man meme where they're pointing mm-hmm. at each other because yep. these teams are identical, right? So uh, Rashad Penny only twenty nine yards, Chris Carson only twenty yards. What did what did you see from that game? It felt like that the Cowboys were in the backfield every time they were trying the run. Mm-hmm. And then the stuff that Russ completed, I mean, he had to make some terrific throws in tight coverage. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm not saying Dak Prescott earned the money that he's going to be paid this offseason. 226 yards, a touchdown, an interception was all right. But it really was Ezekiel Elliott. 26 carries, 137 yeah. yards. He's averaging 5.3 a carry. Yeah, he was shredding them. That's, ob- that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and, and at least Dak stayed cool. Even the pick that he threw wasn't really that bad. I mean, it was a little behind. But K.J. Wright admitted that he thought it should have been pass interference, too. I can't get over how Amari Cooper has just been able to kind of, like, unleash. Uh, well, not unleash Dak Prescott. We won't say that. It was just he, Dak been able to like heavily lean on him mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like this is uh i don't remember very much about the 90s cowboys that were doing all the winning in the super bowls and all that because it was right around the time that i was born and you know relatively young but from what i see um and what i've read about and the, the highlights i see they they've got you know aikman wasn't a super great quarterback he was just really clutch I'm uh, not saying Prescott's clutch is not super great either, but they have what could be the Aikman, the modern-day Aikman piece, and Ezekiel Elliott being the Emmett Smith, and then Amari Cooper being your Michael Irvin. So if you're a Cowboy fan, I, I would be excited. Yeah, it's a different era, but Aikman wasn't really putting up the stats. I don't, oh, no. I don't believe he cracked 20 touchdowns that many times during a season. Yeah. He wasn't over 4,000 yards. And even to the offensive line, they have a guy that's similar to Larry Allen. I mean, not in build because Larry's a bulldozer, but Zach Martin's completely dominant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, I, I mean, they've done a, Jerry's done a great job of building the line. With all that being said, I still think you're going to lose next week. But I said And you're going to pay Dak. I, th- I think, yeah, right, so you're going to lose twice. But I, I think that right now it's important to just give the Cowboys their due. Uh, you beat a team that I thought you lined up with, you were identical with, mm-hmm. except they had the superior quarterback and head coach. And uh, the you know, but your gum smacking, hand clapping head coach was able to get it done. We could have a Spider-Man pointing meme with our conversation in a couple takes too. But what do you think of Seattle? Were they too conservative? Because I feel this could be the same thing we're going to ask with Baltimore later on. Uh, no, because yeah, that that's the formula that you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. You got to dance with the devil that or the you know dance with the one that got you there. Um, and that's what the formula was. It was a team that was going to pound the rock, and they were gonna uh they were gonna play good defense. And Russell Wilson was going to get them out of trouble if they needed it because he is that type of talent. And unfortunately, the defense wasn't there, and neither was no. the running game. And that's what I'm saying. Dallas's D really showed up uh, for them uh, on Saturday, Saturday night. I was surprised. Uh, all right, next game, Chargers-Ravens. So it just happened this morning. Your takeaways. Oof. I'm so fucking happy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know you are. I'm sure yeah. you sat there the whole time at, uh, for was, the first three quarters, and you're like, this fucking team made it I over was, Pittsburgh. I was laughing because it was just like, finally. this is My initial reaction was, finally, somebody caught on to the charade, right? Like, it's not – Lamar Jackson's going to do just fine. I saw 169 of his passing yard of his 194 passing yards came in the final three drives when he was actually forced to start passing the ball. So good on him. He showed a little bit of a promise there. But it's just like this this – it was so predictable, and I was getting frustrated watching them do this to teams where it was just, hey, you're only going to have the ball. We're going to go on six-minute drives where we run the ball, you know, six-minute, 15-play drives where we run the ball literally 10 or 11 times, and it was just like, how, and it's and it's just going to be an RPO, like, but no pass. It's just the run option. Like, be ready for it. Yeah, the stat I saw is uh, Lamar averaged 27 attempts through three through the first three quarters. He was only at 10 attempts. I mean, Boza and Ingram was just disruptive up He's front. A, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. He 14, just looked rattled. So out of those 17, you know, uh, I'm not saying he, he completed all the passes, mm-hmm. but 
Uh, 14 to 29, 194 yards with two touchdowns. Phillip Rivers, 160 yards, no passing touchdowns, no interceptions. I thought that was huge. Is Phillip Rivers just didn't throw an interception, yep, so the Chargers just, were able to control the ball. He managed the game, and he had a big throw to Mike Williams late in the game. He just, yeah, kept himself out of trouble. Uh, Crabtree had a huge game. Did you see that was Crabtree's first postseason touchdown since the Super Bowl? Yeah, I almost fell on something sharp. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, it's terrible. And then yeah. they showed Super Bowl highlights. And then there was that, I don't know if you saw the great uh, – handshake between the Harbaugh brothers where yeah right oh man pulls yeah I didn't I never saw that Uh, that oh man that one slipped under the radar too that was a little awkward yeah so uh, there was a story when uh Jed York was getting rid of uh Harbaugh and that supposedly there was sources and this isn't with Jed that they felt that he Jim took it easy on his brother like he was rattled, and that was one of the reasons they fired oh, in him in the Super Bowl. Was in the Super Bowl, he they lost because he took it easy on his little brother. That's what they they felt. Or they is felt John the older one? Is John older than Jim? Oh, that's a good question. I want to say Jim's older. But okay, but he took it easy on his brother. That, so that's one of the reasons why they've they've ha- held a grudge too, is they felt that he took it easy. But judging by that clip, Harbaugh looked pretty cutthroat there. Yeah, right. I mean, for John to pull him back and be like, "Hey, give me a fucking handshake." <laughs> I'm your brother. I'm your right. yeah. I'm your brother. This is the Super Bowl, and I'm your brother. All right, we both made it this far. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we will wrap it up with the game that just ended. And all I can say, man, is how insane that like we've got accustomed to this part of the game that literally has no no business being in the game other than kickoff. Like it's just a way of transferring the ball. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no rhyme or reason to why it is done. Uh, why we continue to rely on kickers to get the job done. I thought for sure the Bears were dead to rights. We're talking about the, the Eagles-Bears game, of course. The Eagles winning 16-15. I thought the Bears were dead to rights when they let the Eagles score. And uh, I was like, oh, oh my God. Mitchell Trubisky is going to have to drive down 80 yards here. Or, I mean, not like, you know, 60, 70 yards to get him in field goal position. This is crazy. And then uh, Tariq Cohen, or as you like to call it, Tarek Cohen. Tarek. Tarek, uh, my guy Tarek took the ball like 50 yards on the kick return. It was came out clutch, and then Trubisky hit a nice back shoulder throw. Uh, but oh my goodness, Cody Parkey, that is awful. And I love that. Uh, awful. Was it Fox that was showing the game, or no? NBC. It was ABC, NBC. NBC. So they had the montage of him <laughs> clanking kicks, ready to go after the miss. I've, I've never seen a gut punch like that since the Jets highlight reel during the NFL draft every year. Once you saw. Him make that field goal where they call it where where uh, Peterson calls a timeout and he makes that field goal. It just I don't think there was a person in that stadium that thought to themselves he's gonna make this because I mean you were hoping but I don't think down in your deepest heart of hearts like you knew because Cody Parkey had missed what eight six or mm-hmm. eight times before they, that they showed the graphic that yeah. he was that he had the second most uh, misses in the league. Oh my goodness! I mean and I had him on a fantasy team so that's the only reason I cared about <laughs> him and so I would see consistently he was missing. I'm not a kicking expert but I was like this guy you cannot trust. And you look back at uh, uh, Big Cat's Twitter or tweets Ooh. and and it, like he mm-hmm. was bringing him up himself. He said that the Bears have nobody to blame but themselves. He said that Cody Parkey would be the death of this team and sure enough it was. I mean obviously the defense didn't show up. There's something about this Eagles team and Nick Foles. If they let Nick Foles go, that's absolutely crazy. At this point in the game, I'm gambling. You know, I've been telling myself that the Eagles need to stick with Carson Wentz. Fuck that. There's something about Nick Foles quarterbacking this Philadelphia Eagles team with Doug Peterson where I say, take Foles now. I'm 100% on the Foles bandwagon. 266 yards, two touchdowns. Yes, he had two interceptions, but this was a good uh, Chicago defense. It was, I thought, which, you know, Chicago's offense. Trubisky had 303 yards and touchdown. 
It's just they couldn't get anything going on the ground, which was interesting. Yeah, they shut them out. Yeah. I think they, they just managed to scratch around like 80, 90 yards rushing. And, uh, if my math is correct, which it is not, seven, they'd seven, uh, maybe 60, 70-ish. Because you had Jordan Howard, Taylor, Gabriel, and Trubisky rack up a couple yards. But, yeah, takeaways from that game. I, I appreciate Foles a lot more than I did about a year ago. Right? I uh, mean, Last I, year it seemed like it was just some flash in the pants, a mm-hmm. random thing. I'm, I'm not as far. I'd, I'd still go with Wentz. The only thing that you can make a good argument, too, is that he's also got health on his side, that Foles can stay healthy a lot more. I mean, Wentz seems like he's dealing with something every week just because mm-hmm. of the style he plays. Mm-hmm. But he's built like Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I do like that. Yeah, I mean, he does have that going with him. A big, strong build. Um, but, with, but he's pretty weak, which is like he's like an oxymoron. I mean, he, I mean he's, yeah, he's just, I mean, he's had sensitive areas where, I mean, a back yeah. injury is just Well, because he's, he's reckless and he's mm-hmm. mobile. That's why he's yeah. really hurt And then himself. the ACL tear is just yeah. bad luck. Um, but with Foles, the one thing I like, um, you know, I was trying, I would lump him into that, like Case Keenum or Alex Smith, but I like that he's aggressive. He only averaged like six and a half yards of throw in this game, but against a really great defense, he was still pushing the ball downfield, taking his shots. I mean, he almost got them, um, on the two earlier to Aguilar. Aguilar should have had one mm-hmm. and he dropped mm-hmm. it before they threw that touchdown to Tate. I mean, I, I love the, that he's a gunslinger. Yeah. No. And then they, I mean, they didn't get a whole lot of production from the run game. You had Darren Sproles with 21 yeah, yards they, and Smallwood with 20 yards. It was really all Nick Foles getting the ball out to his wide receivers. And he spread the ball around a bunch. Jeffrey Ertz, Tate, Aguilar, Goddard, uh, Smallwood and Sproles, you know, but they credit the defense. Look at the, uh, Michael Bennett getting a sack. Yeah, Michael Bennett stepped uh, up. Jer- Jerrigan getting a sack. You know, it's it's a uh, it takes a village. Is there is there somebody that you see as a team in the offseason that should target Foles? Uh, whew, man, that's I was not ready for that question. Um, damn. Do you think Jacksonville? I'll, oh, I'll just throw a couple. Yeah. Out. Do you think Jacksonville, Jacksonville should give up a second? Uh, the Giants should definitely take a look at that. Denver's another one that I Denver, thought about. Yep. Well, that's the thing is, let's backtrack here real quick because mm-hmm. we overlooked it. Going back to the the Chargers Ravens game, you had a chance to throw Joe Flacco out there, and I even listened to some of the post game sound where John Harbaugh is saying. You know, Lamar Jackson is the quarterback of the future, but Joe Flacco is the best Ravens quarterback of all time. I mean, obviously not saying much. They haven't had much mm-hmm. back there, you know. So, uh, but it, it, I, Joe Flacco is going to get paid. Joe Flacco and Nick Foles uh, are looking <laughs> like the two most appealing and attractive free agent quarterbacks are going to be in a quarterback draft class that is not as strong as what we just saw. No. And those are two established quarterbacks. Like, is Joe Flacco elite? Is it something that we like to joke about? You know, but it's just like... If Alex uh, Smith can make, what was it, right? 70, 80 million? Joe Flacco's better than Eli Manning, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it doesn't take a genius to see that. So, uh, keeping that in mind, yes, Jacksonville is a possibility. Uh, maybe Miami, because I don't oh, yeah. know. I, I don't know what's going on with uh, Tannehill. You know, yeah. is Tampa Bay going to stick with Jameis Winston? Because I don't think Fitzpatrick, I don't think people are going to be dumb enough to follow with the Fitzpatrick trade. Washington's going to be another one because yeah, you don't Washington's know what's going to happen with Alex Smith. Yeah. Uh, you've got the Raiders because they could be possibly moving on from Derek Carr, the way everything's been going and, and moving in there. Yeah, I was they, joking with John about it. Flacco's been mentioned on Twitter by a lot of experts as a landing spot for the Raiders. Yeah, and then let's let's say the Vikings just say, fuck it, we, we totally messed up on Kirk Cousins. They just eat that and they go and find a different quarterback. I don't know. It could happen, maybe. Uh, but I think uh, maybe uh, the Titans are another team we got to look at. Marcus I Mario's mean, yeah, always hurt. Yeah, you just don't know what – yeah, Marcus has a pretty serious injury that he might not bounce back from. And it's like, look what you were left with, you know. So, I yeah, I think the, the three teams that are definitely going to be the, the teams that should look, I don't know if they will, but I agree with you on Jacksonville, Washington, 
and then uh, the New York Giants. I'll, I'll follow up with one more. Um, so they were offered a second. Mm-hmm. They, out of respect to Foles, he didn't want to go there. They they pushed on that trade. Does he go for more than a second? Is he worth more than a second? Is he still under contract for this year? Or uh, no, they were breaking down his contract this morning. He can opt out for like two or three million, but they're going to franchise tag him. Oh, okay. So they will control. It's kind of like what happened with Landry last year. And so they'll control his rights and be able to deal him. And I'm sure if there's if there's equal offers, they'll probably just let him pick as a goodwill. Yeah, it seems like point, they've built a great relationship with him. At that point, you let him pick which, which place is going to have the most appealing offer because you trade him there, he plays under the franchise, and then they sign him, and you get a commodity back in return. Like they could, th- But the problem is, is that team could always hold out, and then uh, the Eagles could try and, fr- and uh, franchise tag him again like the Steelers did with Le'Veon Bell. But – that's where things get messy. I don't think Nick Foles is is that valuable, but I do think he is worth he is worth keeping over Carson Wentz, but obviously not for a ridiculous ass price because mm-hmm. I've just never been down with that. All right, so that was the wild card weekend in review. As we move forward, the divisional rounds got some interesting matchups: the Colts and the Chiefs, the Cowboys, Rams, the Chargers, Patriots, and the Eagles, Saints. I really, I just really hope that. Los Angeles able to take care of New England. That's all. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And it's also tough as a Niner fan to go from Cowboys Seahawks to Cowboys Rams in back-to-back weeks. No, because you just don't know who you want to lose more. Yep. Yeah. All right, uh, switching gears, let's let's talk about this real quick before we move on with the rest of the show. Uh, there's much ado, uh, much noise, I should say, going around about James Harden and what, the, what went on with the Warrior game and the missed call and the KD stepping out of bounds a couple times and saving it. Now, ultimately, the Rockets won, so shut up. So I don't want to hear it, okay? Uh, James Harden is easily the worst officiated player in the league. It's just the shit he does where he will, uh, you know what I'm talking about, Mateo, that mm-hmm. sweeping down motion where he gets a defender to lock his arms in a reach. And the three-step acts yes, for yeah, a three-pointer. Yeah, the traveling for the three-pointer. So, you know, like, honestly, the refs missed that that six-step step back that James Harden took. Uh, I forget who that was against not too long ago. And they swapped it out with this. Like, we know that NBA officiating isn't the best and superstars get certain calls. But it's just, I am not really, I, you know, like... It, we just have to acknowledge that, like they they messed up real bad with Harden the night the couple nights prior. So I think it's okay that KD got away with this, and the Rockets won the game. So chill out. Here's like back to back finals bitter warrior fan me. I didn't like that they fouled Clay out early last year. Not fouled out, but they took him out of the game seven. He got in foul trouble super early. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't really I don't feel bad about taking it's calls just, from Houston. I don't know who's got worse worse officiating if it's the NFL or if it's the NBA. Ooh. I mean, each one's really bad. Yeah, you know? I mean, with Durant, there was an official there, and then the call uh, was it the Chargers game where they didn't rule the touchdown, where he looked like he was clearly yeah, yeah uh, he was rolling uh, across. Watt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T.J. Watt, Quan, or not T.J. Watt, um, Derek Watt rolling across the goal line, and it looked like he was in. It's just that th- I'll give it to football. They have so many rules that they have to uh, remember because you know it's not it's not active going back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's a chess match. It's literally you know uh, like a, a mixture of just war and chess. Um, and and so people have to come set. There's a bunch of different rules. So I'll give NFL there. It's just the problem with that is that it's turned us into oh a big play just happened. But wait, is there any flags? Is there a pass interference? Yep. You know like oh incomplete pass. But hey pass interference. Oh look someone so is gonna complain for a flag. Are they gonna get it? Oh okay yep, they you're got always it. scanning. Yeah. You're scanning after exactly, a play. Exactly right. You can't just rejoice right away. You have to hold on and mm. wait for the little graphic to pop up or not pop up in the bottom of the screen. Um, whereas in the NBA, you know that the superstars are going to get the call, but sometimes I feel like they just blatantly get shit wrong, and they need to have just you know uh, the the replay center 
call and stop the game and just be like, no, you guys fucked that up. Let's reverse it. And I, they don't do that in basketball like they do in football, which is the most frustrating part it's, about it. It's just tough. There's so many little ticky-tack things you can call in Harden's game. I mean, this, is, this might just turn into a hate fest of Harden's game. I, I'm all for it. Yeah. Well, the one the one thing I'll say, near the end of that game, you see everything that would make him a great offensive player and you appreciate, but you have to go through piles of bullshit yeah. of free throws. Yeah, right. It's he's like Andy and Shawshank so... going through shit to get out. Yeah, he's trying to say that he's the greatest right now, and it's just like, bullshit, you're the greatest free throw taker, okay, bro? Like, that's all that is. is uh, You average 30 points a game, and you're getting anywhere from 12 to 17 of them at the line. Like, that's not – you're not great. You're great at – at drawing fouls and then following through on an uncontested shot that you should be able to hit with your eyes closed. So where you do you be able to bird box that shit? <laughs> so where do you feel uh, with replay? Do you feel that we should just? I don't think it involves slowing down the game and mm -hmm. overanalyzing every call, but I feel like there's certain shit that's just so blatant that you should be able to look up at the jumbotron and be like, hmm, we should take a look at that. You know, like the KD thing, and I'll say this as a Warrior fan: the KD thing should have been overturned. Mm -hmm. There should be somebody calling in and just be like. Yo, you guys fucking miss that. That's an out of bounds. Like, all right, reset the clock, and this is how it goes. And it's just in the interest of getting the game right, right? Like, or getting the right call. Otherwise, like, I understand if you want, because we're talking about it, so congratulations, NBA, you're doing something, mm -hmm. right? But it also makes me look at your officiating and be like, this product is tainted. You know, like, I look at the three major sports right now, and baseball's kind of acknowledged, like, hey, there's never getting the strike mm -hmm. zone right. That is up to the umpire. You have to figure that shit out as you go along, Right. The ump only the umpire knows it, and he can enforce it, and you and the rest of us have to learn and adhere to it. Whereas, like the other ones, it's just like, oh my god, you guys are you guys fucking this up on purpose? Like, and I feel like basketball. I mean, as much as we complain about flags in football, basketball seems to be the worst of it. Just watching people talk about it, watching fans talk about it. No matter what, it seems like your team got screwed because of the officiating or the free Oh, yeah, yeah. and it's just like the, the body bumps and everything and the touching of the forearm. Like, obviously, there should be no hand checking, but, like, you know, really, I mean, if you got to be paying attention to the guys that are jumping into somebody to try and draw the foul and how blatant that bull crap is, like, you know, and things like charging or blocking fouls, like, those are ticky-tacky. I'm not asking you to review those. That's, you know, did a guy look like he planted his feet? Now, again, if it's so blatantly wrong, yes, let's take a look at it. But a lot of those bang-bang plays, okay. But there's just certain stuff where I'm saying it's got to be so egregious that you just have to go back and look at it. And I know they do. I just don't like the frequency in which they do it. And basketball games, those things are so fast anyway. You know, like yeah, it's not you can like definitely take or give, give them challenge flags. I've said this. I've said this before where football, you'll watch a 60 minute, 60 minutes of game time. And their average is about 11 to 15 minutes of actual action because of the time that runs off. Basketball is a complete opposite. Even if you have a team go down and back and miss shots, there's still action going mm -hmm. on there. It's not nobody's standing around while the clock's just running out, mm -hmm. you know. So it's like they got to be able to take a look at that shit. Um, all right, so that I just want to get off that off my chest uh, is that you know Harden was gifted an MVP last year because we didn't hold the same standards and how amazed we were with Russell Westbrook's triple double and we just blatantly didn't give it to LeBron the best in the game and now he's trying to say he's the best he's going to be going down as one of the best all time and it's like no 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 you got to asterisk one of the best foul drawing at drawing fouls and shooting free throws. I'm starting to shape my take as LeBron's one of the most overrated defenders of the generation and part of it is because of the spacing and the the three point shooting because he's such a big fucking guy he can't yeah. get around but god when you see him throughout a lot of the year and what his team's plus minus is sometimes where when he's on the floor and he's just you know just dogging it which i get you're it's an offensive game too but 
Well, well, that's that's, does, that's become does, a take that I'm shaping. He does take a lot of time off during the regular season because mm-hmm. he knows when when the time to show up is. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, plenty of basketball to be talked about as we move forward in the sports calendar. Uh, but now it is time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. All right, Tim Brown, we welcome you back. Recurring guest, friend of the show, Tim Brown. Uh, Tim, what is your stat of the day? Adrian Peterson has the record for most uh, rushing yards in a single game with 296 yards, correct? Do you guys believe me or you trust me on this one? I trust you. Mm-hmm. The amazing part about that is that he went into the half with only 43 rushing yards on 13 attempts. Go on. That's your sound of the day. Oh! oh! Holy shit. Okay, we were waiting for the like the drop, you know, like the, the boom. That's the drop. The he, boom. Oh, okay, so... had 43 rushing he, yards at the half. My only critique of that is that you're making me do math, which I do not do well, right? So you're saying he had 293 yards? In total, correct. In total, and he had 43. So, But yes. how many carries did he finish with if he had 14 carries in the first half? How many did he finish with? Yeah. He had 294, because you're making me do math, right? So it's 293 minus 43 is uh, 250 yards in the second half. But I want to know how many carries he had in the second half. I mean, not that 250 is anything to shake a stick at. Like, that's fucking amazing in itself. But right. I got you both doing math now. Mateo's got his, his yeah, phone. Yeah, no, now I'm going through and seeing what the attempts were All right, for. Well, it. I'm sorry for kind of hijacking this. So you're saying he had a George Kittle type of game. <laughs> what you say, Mateo? Oh, I said, so you're saying uh, Adrian Peterson had a George Kittle type of game. He had a ridiculous-ass game is what we're saying. That's a great – that is a good stat, Timmy. Thank you. But I'm just saying simplify it next time. Wow, he beat, so he beat Jamal Lewis by one yard for the record? Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Um, Did I say 293? I think it was 296. Yeah, I just looked at uh, – Oh, 296? Yeah, 296 okay. for Peterson. Jamal Lewis is 295. So he had 253 yards in the second half, but I want to know how many carries he had. In total. Come on. Dun, 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 Well, he was so upset about the Coachella lineup last episode. Oh, I got to listen to that part. Oh, man. He just, he nosedived into just sadness and sorrow. I think he had 18 carries because I want to say he averaged 14, almost 15 yards a carry. Oh, okay. So he, oh, so he had, what, how many did he have in the first half again? 11? 14. 14, and he finished with 18 carries. So he had... No, oh. he, he had 18 in the second half. Oh, okay. Jeez, what a workhorse. God, golly. That's 32, 32 attempts. Sounds Sorry. about right. Jeez. All right. Well, uh, Tim, how about you... Awkward transition time. How about you lead us into our first segment on winners and losers? First up on the winners list, I'll bring the sound in after we're done with you. Uh... UFC 235 was announced. We have Tyrone Woodley versus... Uh, I don't know how to say it, Usman's first name. And then Jones, it was just announced John Jones is going to fight. Um, fuck, what's his, Smith's first name? John. John? Joe. I don't know. Okay, well, whatever. Jones Smith. That's going to be a good fight. All I, all, I've recognized Smith from Fight Nights before, and he's a good striker. And then, of course, you know. Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith. Thank you very much. Thank you. I was uh, way off. Now I sound like it. Now I know what I sound like I'm talking about. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, so John Jones versus Anthony Smith is going to be a good fight. And there's Tyrone Wood. What is it, like Seti Usman or something like that? Oseti? 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 I do. You're doing I'm not going to attempt it. Uh, ready? I, I don't even know. But, Tim, just give us what, – what should we expect from both those fights? 
Um, if you remember correctly, I said that the only fight that I was looking forward to this whole year that's been announced was the Usman Woodley fight. So yes, that's why I, that's why I defer to you. Wait, first off, what was the last UFC that we were on? Wasn't that just two thirty two? Yes. So we've got some time between this one. We got we got some UFCs that we'll break down, but just like you, what before you get some more intel, just a little bit more of a gut reaction with this card. Bold prediction. Sure. Two title changes. Both Woodley and Jones lose their titles. Oh wow. wow. Okay. Does yeah. does Jones lose it because he fails a drug test? But, so that's the thing is they said that it's pending uh, official license because it's supposed to be in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. So that fight is announced, but it's not official. I want this to become a thing before every Jones fight. They announce it in Vegas, and then they choose a random location. <laughs> something <laughs> something happens, and they're like, okay, well, we're going to have to fight in Idaho. Yeah, sorry, well, guys. Hold on. Hold on. Just We're going to throw gonna darts at a map. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm going to say that they both lose their title. Oh. Uh, Usman Woodley goes the distance, and Usman out-wrestles him. Jones gets knocked out by uh, right hook in the first round. Interesting. Okay. All right, well, if that, if, that comes to, if that comes to fruition, yeah, you better start getting bold. paid for these. Yeah. I don't get paid until you get paid. Where's my sponsorship? Where are, where's your sponsorship? You got to sell some ad spots there, son. Yeah. No. Uh, Start tweeting people, Instagramming, tagging people on Instagram. Yeah, right. Like Jansport. Hey, the official backpack of the Cohort Sports Report for, for, <laughs> the, for the right price. So wait, what and makes then, you – so why why do you believe Anthony Smith is going to beat John Jones? Uh, Why do I believe it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, gotta, I just got a weird hunch about it. I feel like he's a hungrier fighter. Jones is only focused on the two big names, and he might overlook this guy. Um, yeah, I just got a hunch that... I just imagine Tim I, with a supernatural power to walk <laughs> into a gym, just kind of wet his wet his, his uh, fingers on his tongue, tap like a mat, and then disgustingly lick it again, and just be able to call what's going to happen. Just, mm. just hit him again. Left <gasps> hook, third round. <laughs> look, look for it. The fight whisperer. <laughs> He's just got it's a feeling. like going into a gym and Watching and saying, all right, duck down for a left hook to the body. Jeff's going to try to block it every time, so just throw the overhand right. Did you guys it's see the land did, every time. Did you guys see their exchange on uh, the last FS1? You uh, didn't see me just rolling my eyes right there. Mm. I, had a, I had a feeling that I heard it. But <laughs> their last, Whose last exchange? Anthony Smith and John Jones. What happened? It wasn't. It wasn't. John Jones tried to like talk shit to him before they even announced the fight. And Anthony, talk shit, get hit. yeah, and Anthony Smith just didn't want to. He just seemed like he was just like, I'm gonna let my fighting do the speaking. And I hope that's all it is. I hope it's John Those Jones guys are so talking, boring. and then it's Anthony Smith being very generic for the whole press conference, being like, I'm not here the talks, I'm not here the talk smack. I'm just here the wrestle. I love when they I'm handle the fight. I love when they handle business, but goddamn, they're so boring to watch up until leading up to the fight. Like, get in his face and say something about his family you don't really mean, but that's gonna add fuel to. It's kind of refreshing. Yeah, just what? To, to, to be somebody that's just like, I want to fight. I'm like, no, I'm trained. It's refreshing. It, it, it becomes hey, to the point where they're like all... That. He got traded. <laughs> 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 all right. The UFC's laid the line, the law. You got you to gotta promote just a little. It just becomes too fake. I'm like, this guy's a poor man's con. Oh, well, I'm, not asking, I'm not asking for like Brock Lesnar. Um, You're not asking for uh, for Survivor Corm- Series Cormier or SummerSlam. Let's but. get in the ring and shove people. And just, I'm coming for your belt. Like, Shout out to Rosendo for getting in between that. Uh, by yes, the way. yes, the local what is he, uh, boxing coach? Yeah, he's yeah. got a boxing gym in Santa Rosa and boxing coach down there, aka. We sparred there, Tim and I. Oh, and, nice! Uh, Shouts nice. out to uh, Hailey. Yeah. That'd be good for the live stream. You guys, you guys no. spar next time. No, 
Um, That'd be some good internet content. Been there, done that. Would need a little bit of time to prepare for it again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just been very distracted trying to get the professional life going. Um, um, speaking of MMA fights, did you see McGregor's recent tweet that he had? He wants to go over to Japan and get himself a nine million dollar fight against that poor twenty year old kid that just got his face and ego beaten in by Floyd Mayweather. Isn't that be, kid? A, isn't that kid a kickboxer? Yeah, watch it be four and a half and. McGregor lose. Well, actually, McGregor, McGregor kickboxing versus that guy would be a way better fight, and you could promote that worldwide because you've got McGregor saying, "Hey, I can do. I don't. I'm not doing mm-hmm. the grappling. I don't do that very well, but I get paid handsomely for it in the UFC. I'm working on it. But these are things that I'm very good at: is kicking, knees, punches, elbows. You know, and I feel like against this kid who's 20 years old and supposed to be a prodigy, you know, Floyd Mayweather went in there and just put handcuffs on him. He said, you can't use some of your weapons. Tim, do you think that a kickboxing match would work? Would it work? Yeah. But I, be... I would say it'd have to be more than three to five rounds what they do in, like, Pride, right, Mateo? Like, or whatever. I would Glory watch it. Kickboxing? Yeah, I think I'd watch it, too. It'd be more, a lot more interesting. It wouldn't be a pop culture fight like uh, Floyd was. No, this yeah, would be a I'd legit fight fight. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be excited. Be I think Connor could sell it he a said lot he better than to be Floyd. An exhibition, but an exhibition. Fuck out of here. No, that's a real fight, son. You ain't got to fight I mean, for no title. You already made up a money belt with Floyd Mayweather. Go buy another one. Make up another fake belt there. Man, I've I've been hearing some grumblings too about the Mayweather fight. I, I don't know. I don't want to say it. I don't want to believe it, but I've what? heard some things. A rematch? No, that it was, no, that it was fixed. Oh it, yeah. Well. Oh, that he went down. Yeah. Yeah. Does Floyd uh, really like hit said. that hard anymore? I don't know. It's just he kind of made he made very quick work of him. But at 20 years old, how, and you're going up against somebody who's twice as old as you are, literally. Like, what is Floyd? He's like 41, 42, or something like that. And with like Floyd's technique, I mean, everything that he connects with is going to be like Floyd's it's gonna career. Be a lot. Floyd's yeah. been boxing I mean, professionally for as long as that moves. kid's been alive. I mean, it, it looked like he hit him with four shots. How quick Floyd moved against oh. him. Yeah, I'd get fucked up, too. I don't care how spry you think you are, man. You get knocked around in there. And it's like, that's what I expect from professional fighters to go in there. And, like, somebody who's experienced, like McGregor, I I really thought he stood a better chance. He went eight rounds with him. But, yeah, that poor 20-year-old kid didn't stand a chance. But that would be interesting to see him go at it with McGregor. Yeah, I would, like I said, I'd pay to watch that. Yeah, so would I. All right, well, thank you, Tim. Uh, We will check back in with you on Wednesday. Uh, thank you guys. Yeah, no, thank you again for the uh, the fact. And this time, this time, or the stat, this time Tim actually hit us with a new one. Last time I got to throw him under the bus here because I'm sure he'll throw me under the bus any other chance he gets. He went, we had, third time was a charm last time. We had two recycled facts because it's good for the environment. Mm-hmm. And then we got hit with a new stat of the day. So thank you, Tim. Hey, one for three, that's, you know. That's now, a success Hall of Fame numbers. Now you need to slide in the Adrian Peterson stat in a couple weeks. Yeah, right, just throw that one in there. Are you going to be happy next week, Tim? I next. was debating to... Uh, Throwing a couple old ones, but I, I decided not to. Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling? How are you feeling against these? Uh, who, are the, who do the who are the Rams have? Cowboys. 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 Oh, please, please. This I'm gonna be cheering for the Rams. So here's hoping that I don't give them the jinx. But you know what I'm saying? Like I am with you this upcoming weekend. Okay. Oh boy, well, thank you. Last I heard, I haven't heard any grumblings of uh, Goff yelling and berating Cooks in practice. So. And Cook's throwing footballs back at him. <laughs> and then Gurley demanding that, you know, sitting out for an entire year. And then tweeting about wanting to come to a team in, that plays in Santa Clara. Yeah, none of you guys have been to Miami recently, have they? Uh, not that I know of. That's I a mean, good sign. That's a good sign because the jet skis are very attention. tempted out there. So is it going to be a home game for the Rams next week or is it going to be a Cowboys road home game? Um, 
there's going to be a Rams home game. They've actually had some, you know, it's L.A., so it's a bunch of Fairweather fans. Oh, I hope that just went over the speaker and you heard my ringtone. No, I didn't. Oh, sorry. Damn it. Uh, it's they've, Since they've been winning, they actually have had some good home support of, as of recent, so it'll be it'll be a home game. They will see YG out there in his all-yellow jumpsuit cheering on the Rams. They will all fall at the hands of our Lord and Savior, Drew Brees' Christ. But, I, you know, I hope they take out the Cowboys in the process. So, If uh, if they do play each other, we could make a little wager if you want to. I mean, you know, it's okay if you really want to go against the Redeemer. Um, okay, so <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Tim. And, again, best of luck to the Rams as they prepare for this week. Uh, we will hear from you again on Wednesday, okay? On Wednesday, you gentlemen have a wonderful evening, Mateo. Uh, Jeff, tell me to say nice bye to Tim. To Can you tell what, me? What happened? Jeff, tell, tell <laughs> say, me bye, say bye, Tim. Bye, Tim. Bye, Tim. Oh, hey, uh, Mateo, real fast. <laughs> What's up? Uh, paradise, 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 paradise. Oh, paradise, 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 paradise. Bye, Tim. Miss you, Tim. Okay, bye. Solid inside jokes that you guys are gonna leave me out of, which is which is fine. It's fine. You're leaving. You're leaving me, and you're alienating the entire audience of the show. With the with the exclusive joke that we are not a part of, which I don't want to know. I don't want you guys to ruin your inside joke. Oh, I was just about to tell you so, but you said no, so no, nope, no, nope, nope. we nope. will never know about the paradise, 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 or whatever it is. Okay, uh, I hope you guys aren't mocking the fire survivors up in Chico area, huh? Huh? No. Okay. God no, Good. Jesus, that's a dark, that's a dark <laughs> joke. You should make a, you should make a donation. I'm sorry. Oh, I just no, I was coming <laughs> to their defense. I was making sure you guys weren't making a mockery of the situation. Anyway, God no, that was before it. Awkwardly transition there. Uh, let's finish up the rest of winners and losers. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. Winners and losers on this Wednesday, Thursday, whenever you're listening to the show. Uh, it's weird doing it this late in the show, but I kind of like it. You know, it's, I had somebody, I was, I dropped the winner thing at work doing the Charlie Sheen voice. <laughs> person didn't even didn't even realize that you were quoting charlie sheen. yeah charlie sheen it's a it's a top 10 it's a it's a it's a it's a not i won't say greatest of all time but it's a great sound bite that has gone by the wayside yeah it's amazing how quickly yeah the way time goes that something like that with all the memes (laughs) falls to the wayside that is a hall of famer all right um so we're gonna start this we already did the winners for ufc 235 uh now first up on the losers list usc and it is because i don't know if you heard but a new oc Cliff Kingsbury is apparently thinking about resigning because USC has been kind of sticking their face in his business and saying, you can't even consult these other NFL teams that are going to be coming at you with the possibility of a job. So what do you think about that? Well, I guess that's an old NFL rule, and they they really and they finally enforced it again. They said to teams, they said, hey, you can't, without the permission of the administrator at the college, you can't talk to any any coaches or else we will get you for a draft pick we will dock a draft pick and so it was finally enforced this year of all times um geez i just wonder why did he take the job like he knew like he was being floated that whole week before he took the job on twitter that he had head coaching options and even if he doesn't get usc's job he can land at a i mean he was offered houston's head coaching job too no no He's a very hot coaching prospect. It's beyond me why he would take the job at USC. I think it was just kind of an immediate rebound. Just, you know, as you're falling, you just kind of reach right. out and grab onto one of those branches as you're, as you're falling down. But it's 
I mean, yeah, now it makes sense. If you know that if you're if you're tempted to go to the NFL and you know that there's this many job openings and you're gonna get an interview at all these jobs, somebody's bound to give you a job. Mm -hmm. They're looking for young offensive minded coachings or coach, and that's what you are. And, and, had, and like he had an offer from the Rams to jump right on their staff, so at least you know you have a fallback option. Yeah, right. And that's in the NFL. So you'll get the yeah. experience, you'll be you'll ingratiate yourself in another coaching tree to where if shit goes worse for you, you could still on your way down, you could still catch another NFL job. My only thought with him was that he was trying to plot to like okay if i'm there kind of the todd haley hugh jackson thing like okay if if uh, helton if he slips up i can slide in and become head coach mm. um but yeah it's 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 really strange yeah all right next up on the winners list we have the north dakota state bison uh they have won their seventh fcs championship in eight seasons by defeating the Eastern Washington Eagles 38-24 to in Frisco, Texas. They did that yesterday. Um, yeah, they did it yesterday. Sorry, I was looking at the, the note here and I got distracted. Um, yeah, so they did <laughs> They did it yesterday. North Dakota State, very good. Of course, where Carson Wentz went to school. And don't so, forget Trent Baalke. Yes, yeah, so that's where they, they got a little bit of claim to fame there. Um, that's pure dominance. I'm... But you know I like the FCS down there. So for those of you not familiar, it's not. It's basically Division Two. It's lower Division One, Double A. Uh, the way they break it down, it's just uh, smaller schools. But they they do a college football playoff much the way that everybody envisioned it being. They also play, I believe, two less games a season. They only play ten games, so they only have two non-conference games, and they have their conference uh, where you finish. There's no conference championship game. And then you're just seated accordingly. They do their own version of March Madness, where instead of 64 teams, it's 32. So do they get UCF next? No, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, that's just rubbing salt on the wound. I love it because I was all over that UCF crap, uh, where it's just I'm glad that's done. It's done. We don't have to talk about it anymore. Uh, but NDN, NDSU, only a matter of time before this team decides to sack up and take it to D1 or you know the FBS, where they will proceed to get their shit kicked in. But doing a very good job of winning on mm -hmm. the FCS level. So I'm not saying that these kids aren't aren't meant to be in FBS, but it's just you know, like Carson Wentz proved that exactly. Yeah. But I'm just saying there's there's a clear difference, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. Thank you guys for Trent Baalke. much uh, appreciated. <laughs> thank you for Carson Wentz. It was much appreciated on the Eagles fans for much of last year until he got hurt. <laughs> uh, all right, next up on the losers list, the Timberwolves have fired Tom Thibodeau. And I guess I should say Timber Bulls because the way that this thing was getting constructed, you had the old Bulls coach, Tom Thibodeau. You had the old Bulls players in Derrick Rose, Taj Gibson, Jimmy Butler. There was one other one uh, that they had who was who used to be on the on the Bulls too. And there was joking that they were going to – or there was jokes going around the internet that they should go get Joakim Noah. Mm -hmm. But it's just – it didn't work out. Uh, Mateo, thoughts on the situation? Why now? Like why? I agree. It doesn't make sense. Right? Why now? I mean, uh, gosh. I mean, his his fate was sealed once Butler left. They like are he, nineteen and twenty one as of right now. Oh yes, the Butler situation yeah, kind of screwed the pooch for him. But I thought for sure he'd at least make it through the season. I mean, the only neat wrinkle that I'm finding out of this, besides how reading like guys like Zach Harper, who's a huge T Wolves fan, is how how dysfunctional their ownership group is. Mm -hmm. Is that Flip Sun's going to be the coach right now? 
And I, I that's got that's just super neat that he's gonna end up in that position. Yeah, but I mean, it's just it's not boding too well for the organization right now, or just the team with itself. Him, with Hoiberg. Hoiberg. I well, that's okay. So I had that down. Is Fred Hoiberg was one of the people that they're thinking about bringing on, and Fred Hoiberg. I mean, the T Wolves are just they're insistent. It, the Chicago Bulls have now just become a feeder system <laughs> to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, that's if such that's, an awful system. If that's oh, what we're that's doing, so awful if to make we're that just, connection. you know it's what? True. It, one man's trash isn't another man's treasure. Uh, Here, you can have some of my garbage too. Is what Minnesota or what Chicago's saying? If you if you're Minnesota and you and you hire Fred Hoiberg, you were lost. Mm-hmm. You, you you stupid. You're lost. I don't know what he could do to come in and galvanize this locker room. D. Rose is having a terrific season, so I guess that's the one cool part about all this. But other than that, what else you got? And this is a, a, NBA, or I mean, a Western Conference that's going to turn out to be very deep. You're just looking at right now who's competing for the number eight spot. We're going to say that the, the Trailblazers at number seven at 23 and 17, they're tied with the Spurs at for, so tied for six, really. You got the Lakers in the, currently in the eighth seed at 21 and 19, the Jazz at the ninth seed at 20 and 20. You got the Kings in the 10th seed at 19 and 20. I knew that wasn't sustainable. We'll see how, they, how, far, how far they continue to fall. And then you've got the T Wolves at, at the 11th seed, 19 and 21. The Grizzlies and Mavericks behind them at 18 and 21. The Pelicans are 18 and 22. And then, of course, the Suns are. Are trash, but literally one or eight through fourteen is separated by four games right now, three games right now because the Lakers are six and a half games back of the Nuggets who have been on fire, and then the Pelicans are nine and a half back. So it's three games separates those seeds right now, and I just don't think the Timberwolves have enough to compete long term. You, the Kings and T Wolves will definitely be one of those teams that fall off, whereas I think you'll see the Pelicans and Mavericks rise you know and i don't believe in i mean i've I've said it with like the niners i don't believe in teams trying to win um but they're they're a core that they're young guys they're in a weird no man's land because they've tanked they tanked for cat they tanked for wiggins and they're they're young they got uh was it covington and uh sark back in that deal so those guys are still probably under like they're in a weird in between Mm -hmm. yeah an nba limbo and do you try the tank or do you try to make a push for the playoff spot with those guys i mean you've you've gone through this well, as it is right now that we're seeing in the standings, you are not as bad as a Phoenix or a Cleveland, right? Like, and even the Bulls and Knicks, like those, those are some teams that are awful as well. Like, this is a team that's still competing. I think you won't know until the All Star break, mm-hmm. but realistically, you have to know that, like, like out of those six teams that I just mentioned right there, three of those teams are going to continue to fall and three of them are going to rise to the top. Are the T-Wolves going to be one of those? If they start to see themselves rising up, then you have to go all in for this Mm -hmm. year and then blow it up and see where it goes because you saw how far you could only get last year. But if you continue to fall, then you just phone it in. You just say, we're going to ride the D-Rose train. We're going to see how great he could do. Go out there, try and get 45 a night while we lose and uh, and then try and scrap it and start over again. I just don't see... What else you can do? Does, do you see this Timberwolves team really getting past the Nuggets, Warriors, Thunder, or Clippers? And those are just the top four seeds right now because the Rockets are starting to turn it around. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, it's, no. Yeah, it's, it's they just stand just, a better really chance in the East. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's hugely yeah, disappointing. Yeah, I just, for everything that where they were going, you, you thought they would be kind of like what Philly is right now. Speaking of disappointing, as we continue on, last up on the losers list, remember that whole the Cleveland Cavaliers are signing Patrick McCaw? Well, it turns out the Cleveland Cavaliers plan to waive Patrick McCaw. According to Shams, uh, sources uh, of the Athletic NBA and Watch Stadium, the Cleveland Cavaliers are planning to waive Patrick McCaw. McCaw signed a non-guaranteed two-year offer sheet with Cleveland to leave Golden State. 
Uh, Cleveland, along with several playoff contenders, are expected to express interest in signing McCaw unrestricted pre-agent if he clears waivers, guaranteed deadline for McCaw, uh, two years, $6 million, and other players non-guaranteed around the deals is Monday. So they're going to waive him tomorrow and then try and re-sign him, which is like some weird-ass shit about the salary cap that I can't even understand. It just seems like they did a favor with his agent is what everybody's kind of – that's their guess from what people have pieced together just to give him – so now he's restricted. Yeah. Unrestricted, I mean. He's free. Outside of trying to be claimed, what I, I don't know if somebody's going to claim him. I think well, the Cavs are going to try. It just said right there in that report, but we'll see. There's several teams that could be as little as three. It could be as many as seven. Um, but and I think that's the parameters for several. But um, you don't have to look that up. Don't have to fact check me on that. <laughs> um, but I'm sure you will. But yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see where McCaw ends up. I uh, wish him the best. You know, I did appreciate his time as a warrior. So. Yeah, same here. It's it's sad that's the way it fell out. All right, we're going to wrap up the sports talk with the big one. Last up on the winner's list, it is the, not the granddaddy of them all because that's the Rose Bowl, but it's the big one, baby. It is the college football playoff championship game. It is in our backyard, well, sort of our backyard, our extended backyard, uh, in Santa Clara. It will be played at Levi Stadium. It is expected to rain. It is Alabama versus Clemson, and if you have a problem with this, I don't, Blame you 100%, but I'm also telling you to quit complaining because this Clemson team, and this is the fourth time that these guys are meeting in the past four years, right? We've had three championship, now three championship game meetings and one semifinal meeting. Are you sick and tired of this uh, matchup? Ugh, God, there's just so much NFL talent in on both sides that I'm not. Right. I mean, that's that's the only thing that's, I mean, from a draft perspective, I, I'm, that's usually what intrigues me is is both teams are loaded. And it's cool that you do have the clear-cut one and two yeah. playing each other. Let's be honest. Is The playoffs were really nice, and, and we could argue about who is supposed to be the four seed if Notre Dame was supposed to be the three. These were the two teams head and shoulders above the rest all year long. There was never really a doubt in question. Uh, there was a couple of hiccups and bad quarters along the way, maybe a bad half. But these were the two most consistent, most dominant teams in college football. And while it is turning college football into a rather regional sport to where all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden it's just South Carolina and Alabama are turning into the two college football factories, you know, where you just send send talent there and just pump them out to the NFL. Um, it does make it, – it's compelling because I'm part of the anti-Alabama crowd, right, where I'm just like anybody but Bama. Mm-hmm. They're, I don't, the patri- they're college patriots. I don't want to see Alabama win. That they, they have a good program that's very well run. They execute, but it's just I want to see somebody else win. That's all. I just yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with enticed you there. to see if somebody can ever come down and knock down the favorite. Um, it doesn't mean that those kids aren't the best in the country. It just means that they lost a game that they were supposed you know that they were supposed to win, and it's just it's fun to see that happen every once in a while, especially because these guys schedule cupcakes, you know, when they're not playing the SEC. But uh, yeah, expectations for tomorrow for the national championship game. Jeez. Uh, I just hope it's in, I mean, close, all right? That's all we're coming to. That's all we're that's all we're, that's all we're coming to. It's it's we hope it's close. If it's if Bama is if it's like last week or two weeks ago, was it Oklahoma when they played Oklahoma? If it's like that and they get out to a 10, 14 point lead, I don't know if we're gonna feel confident that can Clemson can climb themselves back into it. I mean uh, Bama's defense has always reminded me of like what the Spurs were in their prime. They're just a con- boa constrictor defense and they will crush you. Yeah. It's oh man, it's just I'm, for me, the, the thing that I got stumbled on is more of the local angle. I mean, do you care? 
I mean, that's that's my first reaction. Do you care that it's in our backyard? Do you I feel think this what's is so bigger? awesome is that college football is so regional that you're having two southern deep south schools fly all the way out to California to play this game in in front of a crowd that unless you are affiliated with these mm-hmm. two schools or you work for ESPN, you don't give a damn about. You know, if you work for Levi's, you're just making sure that it gets put on the way it's supposed to. Yep, because I remember when it was announced, I was like, oh, I'm totally going to, I mean, the national championship game, I'm going to totally get tickets. And then I thought about it, I was like, well, Monday night driving into Levi's sounds awful. Yeah, That's no. like a layer of hell. Right? And it's just like, let and them, rain, let them deal with it. They mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, and it's going to rain. You know, it's funny is I heard Dabo had an interview. Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney had an interview on the Jim Rome show. And he mentioned, he's like, some of our kids have never been to California before. And then he asked Jim Rome, he goes, we're going to be in, uh, where are we going to be at? And Jim Rome goes, you're going to be in Northern California. I'm, I'm in, you know, San Diego, Los Angeles, wherever he is, uh, down in, you know, Southern California. And it was just kind of funny how it's like people have no perspective on how big California mm-hmm. is. So, so Dabo is like a European tourist that came. He doesn't right? realize He's that just, it's this big. It's like, sorry, it's not <laughs> South Carolina where you could just get up at nine o'clock in the morning and then probably make it to the other side of the state by four or five, you know, like it's just. Like, easily. Like, in California, if you took on that eight-hour drive, that's L.A. to San Francisco. You still have another half of the state to mm-hmm. trek. And it only gets worse from there because it's windy and woody, you know, like like hella forestry. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's interesting. I think it's kind of funny how they're making them fly out all the way out here. I'm still going to watch the game. Yeah, um, I'm excited. I mean, once— And I'm going to cheer for Clemson. So. Yeah, once they had the highlights and they showed Levi's, I was like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm in the, this is going to be awesome that we're going a three-day stretch of football. Playoff. I'm a sucker for this game, yeah. I mean, what's your, so what's your, how do you feel uh, going back to the game? How do you feel about the game? Uh, I think it's—well, uh, like, like you said, you nailed it right on the head. I just hope it's close, uh, but I definitely see—if anything, I definitely see Clemson stealing it at the end. I think this kid that Lawrence, the freshman, he's really good, but we're going to see his composure— um, and he's playing against some real big boys in yeah, it's, Alabama it's, where you're going to get slapped around by some, you know, surefire draft picks or, you know, future NFL, uh, no, I won't say stars, but prospects for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel, too, with Lawrence. It's, it feels like the uh, rookie quarterbacks in the playoffs that have had a chance to go against Belichick, and Belichick just, yeah. Yeah, just flusters them the whole game. And we'll see if Tua is healthy enough to survive because Clemson's D-line is pretty, pretty scary itself. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. I, you know, I just hope for I just hope for scores and I hope it's close and you know I hope both teams have fun. No, both teams. Yeah, bo- I hope both teams play hard and there's no injuries. Uh, for, for sure, no injuries. God, man, we good, didn't. Good we luck didn't, on Levi's turf, we guys. We didn't even we didn't even talk about that in the in the uh, Cowboy game. Who's that? Alan Hearns. Oh Jesus Christ! Ankle. Oh my God! It's so God. gross to see that, especially when you lock, you miss it initially Jeez. on TV. You oh. hear Joe Buck say, "We're not going to show that," and then you go on <laughs> Twitter to see it, and you're just like, "Why did I go to open this and look at it?" Yeah, we and were, it happened in slow mo too. Yeah, you messaged me on Twitter, and we were talking about it, and I didn't even like, I didn't even process it. I looked at Alan Hearns on the ground, and he's just in a ton of pain. Just take your hand. Oh my God! Palms up, palms up, and curl your fingers in. Jeez. Keep your palms straight, but curl your fingers in, and that's what happened to his ankle underneath Gosh. the opponent, and it's not supposed to do that. So it's just, it was gruesome to watch, and it's just, it's, it was a reminder of how, how gross football is. And I wonder, and it didn't look like anything, like the turf had anything to do with it. Like, that's an injury that could have happened on mm-hmm. grass, too, because he just got caught underneath it. But, yeah, I really hope that none of, none of that happens in the game tomorrow, especially with, with the conditions God. as treacherous yeah, as they may be. I mean, with the rain, I'm, I'm hoping. That I remember, uh, was it Michael Orr in the Super Bowl? He was, a, I think it was Von Miller. And Von Miller looked like, when he was pushing him, 
uh, he looked like he was on either a sled or skates. Like, that's how bad the turf was for the Super Bowl. And they oh, had a ton yeah. of time. What, what Super Bowl was that? Uh, the Broncos-Panthers uh, Super Bowl. Michael Orr was on the Panthers? Yeah, he was their right tackle. Oh, really? Yeah, and I oh, think it yeah, was that Miller. Was the, that was the game that Cam uh, quit. Yeah, he made a business decision. Yep, yep. Where did they play that Super Bowl at? Uh, Levi's. Really? Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm bringing it up is because oh, the turf for that, they turf. had, yeah, they had, I mean, the Niners sucked. That's interesting. They had a ton, they did, of, yeah, that was the they had a ton Super Bowl, of time, and yet that turf was in awful condition. Right, so. it, I feel like it holds up way better than, than like, when they've played it in Tampa Bay and in uh, Miami, it's held up way better than it has uh, here on the West Coast. Must be just something about the, no, well, no, it's more humid over there. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a meteorologist. All right, well, that'll do it for winners and losers. So that leaves us with one segment. We did we did keep the uh, bookends of the show the same. It is now time for the pop culture update. Are you are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. 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 But we're still gonna talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. Uh, Mateo, you said in between segments right there that you had something that you wanted to point out. You wanted to backtrack one last time uh, to the Bears game real quick. Cody Parkey, go. Yeah, I guess we go from pop culture right back to sports, but uh, him pointing, we had a discussion about this on one of the earlier pods, about him pointing the sky after a miss. Did you, I, I immediately thought of you. I was like, did you like it that he was consistent and he still pointed after such a gut-wrenching miss or do you think he should have just uh i've noticed a couple kickers do that um and and they'll do it you know even if they miss they still give their props and it's cool you know i mean you missed a fucking kick so i don't know what you're thanking him for uh what what i was waiting for and i almost tweeted out but i wasn't sure how to tweet it out you know with the right worded so i just decided to just eat it and i was like i'll save this for the podcast so thank you for reminding me was i couldn't wait for the insert jesus loves me and that's all that matters quote post game that was coming from Cody Parkey, and he kind of, he he had already hinted, you know, he kind of, he let on to let you know that it was going to happen with that point to the sky, so when I saw that, I was like, oh, we're going to get a great soundbite, and then he just deflected and said, my teammates all said that they have my back, and it's just, they're saying that because they want to kill you, but they can't because they'll go to jail, mm-hmm. so that's just, they're just saying that to be nice, um, that's what teammates do, and then in the offseason, they will all go on their burner accounts and say that you're the fucking reason that they lost. And if you hadn't missed so many kicks during the year, they'd probably be still in the playoffs right now, probably Super Bowl favorites. But who knows? You never know. You never know. So, yes, uh, unfortunate for uh, Cody Parkey. All right, now moving on to the pop culture update. I got something for you. The Golden Globes are going on right now, and uh, I'm not watching it because I don't care about that stuff. Most of the movies I watch don't get put up for Golden Globes anyway. Uh, but I guess Christian Bale's real accent is catching a bunch of people off guard at the Golden Globes. So let us take a listen. Thank you to uh, Satan for giving me inspiration on how to play this role. Okay, so I'm not exactly sure what that's about with the whole devil worshiping there. That's cool, Christian Bale. But uh, yeah, a real Scottish accent right there that we weren't expecting. Let's hear it one more time. Thank you to uh, Satan for giving me inspiration on how to play this role. He kind of sounds like Pierce Morgan. That kind of sets up nice. You go from Parkley, Parky with 
him with God, and then you go with the Christian veil with Jesus. I couldn't have written that any better, yeah, that was but I didn't, I didn't did do that on purpose. That? No, I did no. not do that on purpose, I swear, because I didn't even know what Christian Bale was going to say. I, I, just, I just saw the Christian Bale accent, and I was just like, okay, you got me. I feel like Batman's just method acting right now. I don't even think he's accepting. He's, he's practicing. He's oh. portraying an actor that is accepting a role. Our award, and this is his whole like method acting. This You're isn't a real. This yeah, is this his is Andy Kaufman. Yeah, he's Andy Kaufman. Uh, God, who is it? Daniel Day Lewis is the same way. I don't. Oh, I don't believe man. he has like a real life. I'm sure right now he's even he's, though he's retired. He's. I bet you that's a role that he's doing too. It's all just a role. Yeah, you know what it is, is just, he, they're just staying in roles for their autobiographies. So that way, whoever has to do their autobiography or whoever does their their biopic is just they got to struggle with it, and mm -hmm. they'll they'll end up hurting themselves. They're like, what do you mean I have fashion. to do a Scottish accent? Yeah, right? What? It, he just did this randomly in an award show. It just turned up in 2019. He just decided he's going to go back to his Scottish roots. What's that about? You know, that's Canadian, but I don't know why I threw that in there. If we're just doing accents, I'll just throw it in there, you know? Maybe it's a Canadian actor um, that will portray Christian Bale in his but bio. Yeah, you know what's funny is the Batman thing is, like, the bar was set so low with acting for Batman between Bale and Ben Affleck where all of a sudden oh it's just God. you talk normally and all of a sudden... You know, uh, this is me as Bruce Wayne, but this is me as Batman. This is me as where, where is everything? Where is it? Yeah, this is, we need justice. She has friends. <laughs> no, it's like uh, my friend said it best. He lo he's, he loves uh, or he hates the origin. I mean, of, of Batman. He said Ben Affleck's the perfect perfect Bruce Wayne, though. He's not a good Batman, but he's the perfect Bruce Wayne. He's arrogant. Prick, my favorite, rich. My, one of my favorite Batmans was Val Kilmer. Oh, you like Val Kilmer? Hmm. It was not yeah, very popular yeah, because that was uh, one of the um, Tim Horton. Um, yeah, I mean he wasn't a yeah he wasn't like Clooney Batman. Was it Tim Horton? Was no, that's the Tim Horton is the coffee shop <laughs> in Canada. My um, bad. Uh, Tim Burton. Yeah, Tim Burton. There you go. But uh, yeah, say that one more time. Burton. 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 Oh, is it Burton? I Tim Burton. Say, I just say Burton. Um, oh. Burton. Burton. But yeah, so that was that's maybe a good I one. have Trey Burton on my mind. I think of uh, I think of the. Um, Batman Begins is that the one where uh, Chris O'Donnell's Robin and his family is because uh, he's got Two Face. You've got uh, Tommy Lee playing Two Face. It just Val Kilmer just looking up, just Harvey, I'm Batman, and just his like interpretation of it's so bad. But Jim Carrey plays the Riddler and he loses his shit towards the end of the movie and it's mm -hmm. hella funny. And then of course Nicole Kidman who's just smacking, just ha. Huh. Celebrity crush, Nicole Kidman. You know, I really sure. I, I love Batman and Robin. It's it's so bad that it's good. Is that the one with uh, Clooney, Alicia Silverstone? Clooney's Batman, but they have uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger mm. is um, he's Mr. Freeze, yeah. and then uh, is that the same movie or was it a different one that Danny DeVito's the Penguin? Uh, that's a different movie with DeVito. I believe that's Michael Keaton's Batman. No, was that Michael Keaton's second one? Because Michael no, Michael DeVito? Keaton was with uh, Jack Nicholson. I thought he had DeVito in there as Penguin too. Um, either way, I thought it was an older one. I'll have to look it up. I know Uma Thurman's also in that, uh, the Schwarzenegger. Yes, yeah. yes, as Poison Ivy. So, all right. Uh, do you have anything for the pop culture update? Uh, I was saying like, we can we can come up with bottle rock lineups. No, I, that's we just, can, you're just mocking Flan and how upset he was last week. But the, the listeners hard. know he just dropped right off that cliff once the Coachella lineup got announced. He was very well, upset. I didn't get to listen to that part. I went back and egotistically listened to what you guys thought of my coaching list. Yeah, that was a good one. That, we appreciated the coaching list. But we've already passed that portion of the show, so sorry. We're, no, we're, no. And we, were, we read your tweet out, so you know we know why you think each one's the Yeah, I don't, I don't care about that. You, yeah. My opinion doesn't matter. I would have put, put the Jets over the Packers, but that's just because, you know, I, I think, you know, now, now I'm getting too far into my biases mm -hmm. about Aaron Rodgers. It's already so back. It's whatever. Uh, are you a Game of Thrones fan? No, I don't care. It's... 
Oh, okay, I was gonna say. Apparently, they dropped a uh, trailer. The Flan's a big Game of Thrones guy. I haven't seen. I'm. We are part of the one percent of the population that has never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. I've seen one. You spoke for me on that one. Oh, but I've sorry. Seen one. Okay, so, then I've never yeah, seen so an I'm episode. Not, so, I, uh, Bandersnatch was the thing. We were. We were. Did you watch Bandersnatch? No. Uh, did you see it though? Yeah, it was. Ins- yeah. It was how was it? It's awesome. I loved it. See, that's so. It, how long is the movie? It's they say so the running time listed is like an hour and thirty minutes on Netflix. But there's over three hundred and seventeen minutes of content. Mm-hmm. They said you can you can hit like we I watched it with my girlfriend and we did it <laughs> we went through Humble four brag. different times and you guys watched it four times four times trying Jesus to get different Christ. endings. Yeah, I mean you can we were I looked at we were about like three hours and thirty minutes, like that's how much we were just like oh let's see what happens if we do this again. Oh God, that just sounds like so much. I was gonna say I, uh, I'm very proud of myself. I finally finished Peaky Blinders. Very good show. Recommend it to anybody. I'm interested to see what they do with season five because I saw that they signed on for season five. Uh, the BBC signed on for it, so I don't know. Um, I don't know really know where you could go with that. Have you seen it? No, but it's, that'd be a great racehorse name. Peaky Blinder. Yeah, Peaky Blinders. That's what they're odds makers, and they start out with horse racing. And really? They start, yeah. Oh, the I first, guess, first scene. Oh, I guess I'm going to have to watch Peaky Blinders it's then. It's so good, man, but you will get sucked in. And then I've been watching Ozark. Of, mm-hmm. I just, um, we need to finish that. My girlfriend and I need to finish watching Ozark together. We watch Black Mirror. We're going to watch finish watching the Black Mirror episodes, not, not the movie. I don't mm-hmm. really have an interest in seeing that, um, despite your best attempts to hype it up right, right there. And then... Um, I, I've been watching the last kingdom and I still need to watch frontier. Those are my three, my three go to. Well, now my two that I have yet to watch are the last kingdom and frontier. And then I'll be looking, well, I think I might go godless or law. I'm not really sure what my next show on Netflix is going to be. I've, I've had like parks and rec, like I miss it. So I started the good place to see what it was about and I've actually kind of liked it. So that's, yeah. that's the only thing I've, I've kind of latched on to. I'm behind on a lot of stuff. I've, I, my brother tells me Rick and Morty, Game of Thrones. Oh, of he, he keeps telling me um, Game of Thrones. I could do. He's without, like, he's yeah. like, get on Game of Thrones. Um, I'm trying to think what else is out there. There's, there's, there's so much good TV. I'm behind on Archer. Archer is one of my favorite shows. Well, uh, Archer was a great show. Yeah. yeah. All right, and then last up on the pop culture update. I don't know if you saw this on National Trivia Day two days ago. Their Twitter account Pottermore, which is uh, their bio, just says "Welcome to Pottermore, the digital heart of J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World." It's got 2.1 million followers, and the tweet that had everybody up in arms, or not up in arms, but just was just kind of like a "What the fuck?" was Hogwarts didn't always have bathrooms. Okay, so time out. We're gonna talk about a fictional place. We are gonna go deep diving on history on a fictional place that does not exist. Hogwarts don't didn't always have bathrooms before adopting muggle plumbing methods in the 18th century, witches and wizards simply relieved themselves wherever they stood and vanished the evidence. Hashtag National Trivia Day. Uh, I toss that to you as a what the fuck. What do you make of this? Nerds. Nerds. I saw a reply to it um, where I forget what this. Somebody said they came up with, a, they came up with like a spell for it, too. And it was like, just imagine you're sitting in class next to somebody who shits their pants, and all of a sudden you just hear, vanish, papoopum. <laughs> <laughs> just you have to sit there with a straight ass face while you're taking a test, knowing that this will just shit himself and just cast a magic spell to clean it all up. Like what? What? So ner- like, there's a couple people that reply back, tweet us, delete us. Like that. That was kind of funny. But you just like, the what Harry Potter fan stands. Like I like Harry Potter. 
as a casual fan, I never had the patience to read through the books because, you know, this isn't, I mean, reading, I do it out of necessity. Mm-hmm. I don't do it for pleasure. Um, I would rather watch the movies, and I still have yet to see the final seventh movie, the second seventh movie, but I watched all of them up till then, and I'm just thinking to myself, never once did I wonder to myself, oh, I wonder how they shit themselves, or like where they shit themselves, because somebody even brought up, and this is this might be too much for you, because I don't know, I can't judge by your facial reaction right now, nor can I tell by the listeners right here, probably just like, this is so fucking stupid. It is. I'm just happy I didn't open the link that said... You'll be surprised what this, what Harry Potter the movie didn't include. I'm just, I'm, as you're summarizing this, I'm just. You're like, happy. I saved I've, so much I, time, yeah. I did, and then I guess I've I've entered back into a hell where you're explaining it to me. Because so <laughs> I tripped. I can't and fell, escape it. I tripped and fell into the uh into the the, what do you want to call it? The rabbit hole about this, and it was just like, well, what about in the second movie? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pull Parky right now. And yeah. What about this second movie when they go to the Chamber of Secrets and they go through the bathroom and you know there's Moni Myrtle hangs out in there and you, somebody you went to just start making up movie titles and I'm not gonna. I'm you gonna, never I'm watched them, did I, you? No. Oh, okay. I had a I had a coworker do this with Lord of the Rings with okay. me this week too. Okay. Lord of the Rings is different. I have, I even don't watch Lord of the Rings. He that the shit's too weird. Just, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna lose some. I'm, I might lose a little bit of fandom there if I had any to begin with, or lose some credibility. I or hope whatever. this is what boost our uh, the yeah. listenership is. I, there. You get Harry Potter stands that are like, "Fuck you guys." I, well, Harry Potter, I said was. Cool. Cool. I just don't dive into that much, you nerds. That's the the book part's gonna make them angry. Oh yeah, but the yeah. movie was cool. Uh, but th- or the movies. But yeah, Lord of the Rings. Reading, <laughs> reading out of necessity yeah. is a must, not at a pleasure. But yeah, the Lord of the Rings movies. Those are all like three and a half hours long. Like, get out of here. All right, that'll do it for the show. Uh, you I didn't don't get a chance to finish the Harry Potter. What did I say? You, you kind of, I kind of interrupted you midway through. Well, because I realized it wasn't, it didn't <laughs> matter, you know, because we're talking about again, we're talking about a fictional movie, and I'm diving, and I'm diving too far into it. Who gives a fuck about the bathrooms? The okay. Kardashians remain undefeated yeah. in the pop culture. Well, they segment. didn't get brought up. This, they didn't. There's no relevant <laughs> news that happened with them that we need to even talk about, uh, aside from them taking selfies. So, and that's just stupid. Don't look and try and squeeze them in. Um, they're I the saw, champs. They're the, they're the Floyd Mayweather of the segment. Uh, I did see a tweet. Uh, I saw a couple tweets about the Cody Parker thing before we go real quick. That was said. The goalpost had a great year, and it was after the montage play. <laughs> and then uh, and then somebody said, uh, if you think you're lonely, imagine being the third goalpost that didn't, <laughs> didn't get, get any action. That didn't get any action. <laughs> so I, I thought mean, the, there's a little bit of talent there. I was kind of <laughs> impressed. I was like, I was like, is this from like past years? And I was like, holy shit, this no, is from one year. Yeah, right. One year, he's hitting that many posts. He's very good. He should be in the Pro Bowl trick, con- uh, the kicker contest. I was gonna say, well, please finish. Oh, that. I know that was close. Uh, <laughs> kicking what? Uh, contest. <laughs> very skilled, very accurate, just not where Burton. you need to be. All right. Um, so Love our Burton. That'll do it for us. Mateo will Trey be back. Burton. Mateo will be back next Sunday, right? He'll be back after the divisional round. Yeah, hopefully I'll be happy. Okay. That's, well, you know, I hope you're happy too. I hope we're all happy. I think the rain brings us down. Well, we can't all be well, you know, happy. You but, know what you I'm hoping? I can't wait for uh, what three weeks? The week before the Super Bowl, we might talk Senior Bowl, baby. Oh, we might. Niners, we might. Raiders coaching staff. I was say, start watching more hockey. We're gonna be picking oh, up basketball God. and hockey coverage. So oh, hey, care, don't let the hockey, don't let the hockey cohort. I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna show. Open my shark's hat and, yeah. and I'm gonna just go, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Los tiburones, vamos, yeah. vamos. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, for the haters and losers, of which there are many, until next time. Ahoy. Okay, I was like, <laughs> that's what I thought you said. Now, let me offer this as a rebuttal. Yeah. Hey. 
steady, I'm pushing and popping. You and I ready, yo, happen. Moonwalk, Philly Jean, ooh, feeling like I'm Michael Jackson. OJ Glove don't fit this gig. Gotta go meet me there instead. Most of my friends but go and flick. Danger if I'm off getting head. In the whip, buy a baddie. Text me that addy. Showing ass on Insta. Let them know you got a fatty. Where you been? I've been working. Even on damn sad days. Overtime on a holiday. Making that St. Pat's Day. Time and a half in my bag. Louis a chap. Scaring. You don't know Jack. I gotta laugh. Cause what you thought? Kangaroo? Mmm, cute nigga. Shit. They be saying I should model like this. You don't know squat. Eh. Pull up a squat. New kid on squat. Wait till I drop. Eh. Eh. I can tell this. Eh. That girl be squat. Lemons on B Sting, sleep together, that's dream team. I'm awake cause it's Monday, start the week, shit, bullshit. I don't get paid enough to be here past the time of my full shift. Bet on Friday, I'm leaving two minutes early, chucking up the deuces. Vibrate, new phone, who this?